0: Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, Seattle has many neighborhoods, and many of them have their own distinct atmosphere, economy, culture, as well as their own issues and challenges. With us today is Jalay Sadravi and Soo Young Yoon from Rainier Valley Corps, a local nonprofit group that helps other community based organizations, in particular those that seek to speak for communities of color that are maybe underrepresented in the public discourse. Suyong and Jalé, welcome and thanks for coming.
1: Thank you, Gary, for having us.
0: Thanks, Gary. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, did, I, first, did I get the basics right of what Rainier Valley Corps is, right, a group that helps other groups?
1: Yes, that's who we are. That's right.
0: It, it's kind of, I don't know, people don't stop and think about that. It sounds different, a, a group that helps other groups.
1: Right. Well, we started really in 2014 because we brought together a group of community members and community leaders, and we asked them what they needed. And so they decided that, you know, we really need to build the capacity of our small organizations. Right now we don't have the staff. People are getting older. We need to be able to bring in new people, young people, and develop these new leaders who are going to take over and be the next generation. And so that's where we really started.
0: Yeah. So that is a... It sounds like a a needed part of the community organization's type of, I don't know, a a niche that needs to be filled, a little boost to get get things going for different groups, because there are a lot of groups in town. I don't know if we'll be be able to get to all of them and describe them all uh, uh, for the folks today. A few basics first, so I guess I don't want to go too far before we get into it. Uh, Mm -hmm. We hear Rainier Valley in the title. Are you guys located in Rainier Valley, and who do you serve? How much of Seattle, or is it just that area, that part of town?
2: Definitely. Seattle, um Rainier Valley Core aims to really build the community, specifically in Rainier Valley. So, that's uh, the, you know the entire community, uh, right? You know, past Renton, from Renton up until the 90s. So, any mm-hmm. from Columbia City to Beacon Hill to. Uh, Hillman City, and so there's a wealth of uh, nonprofits of color in that area, and we really try to connect and build with those groups.
0: And there are, like I said in my opening, a lot of distinct uh, neighborhoods and atmospheres. There's a lot of culture and languages in there. Any idea, I mean, this is a big question, any idea how many different types of groups and neighborhoods and blocks that say, oh, we're, we identify this way. No, we're kind of this over here.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that um, the area code 98118 was listed as the most diverse area code in the Maybe zip code. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah zip, <laughs> zip code 98118 not. was mm-hmm. listed as the most diverse zip code in the country really? because of the number of languages spoken in southeast Seattle. That's wow. Right. And so there are many, many different cultures and languages and religions represented in that area.
2: Yeah, Seattle should be really proud of that diversity. You know,
0: it is really a cool part if people stop and think and enjoy that diverseness in Seattle. It really is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Young, you are currently a fellow at... Rainier Valley Corps for, or you're being, you're placed at Families of Color Seattle, right? This That's is right. one of the groups that Rainier Valley Corps helps. And Jalay, you're the development and communications manager. Yes. You guys are run by a board. Is it like all volunteered? I'm still trying to hit the basics right. for it and then we we'll <laughs> dig into this. You...
1: Yeah, so nonprofit organizations, they do have a board of directors. You're a
0: private nonprofit.
1: So we are a, yes. And so we are a 501c3 organization and we have a board of directors. And we also have a um, executive director and staff that are within Rainier Valley Corps, and we have our fellowship program, and we have ten fellows right now. And so our board of directors is all volunteer run, but we do have full time paid staff, five full time paid staff, and then plus the ten fellows.
0: Yeah. So let's get to that, fellows. And Sue Young, you're here to, to firsthand tell us about yeah. that. So this is part of your program that is—it's kind of the—is that the nuts and bolts? You you. With fellowships you, you're placed in different groups, you just hope to foster growth and what would you say capacity building, and, mm-hmm. et cetera. Give us the, the how that works.
2: From I don't know, yeah, A, can, B, and C. Of that I can tell you as a fellow myself. Um, so the fellowship program is the pilot program of RVC. It's kind of like the main, the main program of the of uh, the organization. And really, its aim is. The tagline that we use is strong leaders, strong communities. And so um, RBC saw a need in terms of the lack of leaders in Rainier Valley and especially leaders of color in the nonprofits of color. And so really the aim was to um, empower, embolden, and um, give resources to young leaders in Rainier Valley specifically to um, work at these nonprofits in order to simply build capacity and um that could be anything from writing grants to doing operations to running programs and it's the it's the whole hodgepodge of work that needs to be done at a nonprofit.
0: And as you mentioned in there uh, you they found a a need. How did how was that analyzed and sort of said, oh, you know what? There's a group here, there's a group here they don't really get their voice heard." Is that sort of what you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I think that um not necessarily their voice heard, but really so nonprofit leaders, um, there are only 82 percent of executive directors of, in nonprofit organizations who are actually people of color, as opposed to, if you think about the people that they serve, it's really high. Mm. Um, I would say like 80% of people that they serve are people of color. And so our executive director, his name is Vu Lee. And he was executive director of the Vietnamese Friendship Association for eight years. And so he knew a lot of the leaders in Seattle. And so he was able to have these connections with different people. And again, um, we just went to he went to the community and he had several meetings and um, brought together an advisory board and asked them what they need. Literally just went to them and asked them, what do you all need? And they said, we know we need new leaders. We need um, people to come who are going to be talented and are going to be from this community who speak our languages, mm. who are able to represent us and also to build the capacity and to really um, do good work in our community. That's what we needed.
2: Mm-hmm. We, it was really primarily an a need to address the gap in nonprofits, which are, you know, oftentimes they can be white led or, um, but they're serving communities of color. And so we really want to address the gap of um, when leaders of color are serving their own people with folks who look like them. So um, yeah, so that's where we saw the need.
0: So, and I don't know, I mean, there's a couple of trails I could go down here. I could talk about the issues each of those kind of groups face, whether it's uh, housing or education or income, instability, et cetera. Or <laughs> we could go to how this leadership uh, training and, and raising up of young leaders takes place or wherever you wanna go, yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as you, what are some of those issues and why are right. there? So there, those diverse groups probably mm-hmm. are each with their own challenges,
1: just right. with
0: their own goals or missions are focused maybe more narrowly, am I right on that?
1: Right, I mean, different organizations, they have different clientele. Um, we work with the East African Community Services they provide education programs for immigrants and refugees from East Africa we also have um, like families of color Seattle will see young works Mm -hmm. they provide um, parenting classes they provide supports for um, different families of color (laughs) in Seattle Mm -hmm. and so these different organizations while they do have a lot of individual needs they have a lot of shared needs so if you think about Southeast Seattle Columbia City Beacon Hill gentrification is a huge issue right now communities Mm -hmm. are being pushed out, and so while each organization has um, individual needs, we also bring them together, and we RVC acts as a convener to make sure that we are unified and addressing these issues as a community as well.
0: So there's some basics, some uh, things that tie them all together, right. and and RVC Rainier Valley Corps can facilitate uh, the the. I don't know, the foundational uh, support they need. What are some of those? Let's talk about uh, what uh, you can bring as a fellow to a group. Talk about what, Young, what you've done at Families of Color Seattle and how what you've learned through Rainier Valley Court is transferred over to that group.
2: Yeah, I first wanted to add that I really hope people see RVC as kind of like a hub for um, communities of color and also communities not of color, um, white folks and allies who want to support building... Uh, strong communities in Rainier Valley in terms of uplifting um, marginalized communities. Um, But as a fellow myself in this experience, it's been a really amazing opportunity. Um, We like to, or a lot of folks will think of uh, a core, the core um, model like uh, AmeriCorps. And so, yeah, RVC does a really good job in terms of offering uh, the opportunities of a living stipend, the educational bonus, and just the sheer experience of working in these communities themselves. Um, Anything from learning how to uh, build a business, because something like building a website, or uh, accounting, uh, making a budget, all the, the many myriad of activities that are involved with running a nonprofit, RVC and uh, the the fellow placement really offers that opportunity to gain those skills hands-on.
0: So like a a non-profit, a small one, can't afford or isn't maybe skilled at yet doing finances, doing marketing, uh, but they have an idea, they have a message in it, and something they got to get across, and that's what RVC can help facilitate? You bring that maybe like as an operations manager to them? Definitely,
2: definitely. We really want to um, yeah, we really want to add the, the 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 capacity the the bodies to do the work in terms of really uh, making sure that the messages and the voices of these communities are being heard, and that's through the the labor of the folks who are in the in the nonprofits doing the work themselves.
1: Right, um, and so as Yung was saying, we were focusing on the fellowship program, and now we are branching off, and we're providing additional support because after this first year year and a half of the fellowship program, it's a two-year program, we went back to our communities, our leaders, the people on our advisory board, the people on our board of directors, and we asked, is this working? Is this what really, what you need still? And they said, yes, we still need new people, but we also need help with building our capacity and we need back operation support. So we need help with our accounting. We don't have time to learn how to do QuickBooks or learn financing. So is there a way that we can get additional support? We also need um, coaching, executive coaching. And so now, RVC, we have a new strategic direction, and we're providing those additional things as well. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be bringing on new partner organizations, and that means we're going to be providing um, accounting support. We're going to be helping them with their HR manuals and and helping them um, with marketing training, all these different
0: things. How about, um, I'm guessing, one of the biggest hurdles for a young Nonprofit or the, a smaller one is gr- uh, funding. I mean, do you to, sort of have to teach them how to raise money, or do you sort of say, this is something as a hub I think you used that word earlier, you're mm-hmm. so young, uh, we can do that for you and disperse. I mean, there's a couple of different ways nonprofits try and operate financially, right? Talk about the <laughs>
2: finances for a nonprofit? Definitely. That's always um, one of the biggest struggles for a nonprofit is um, making sure that there's a constant funding stream. And oftentimes you find that uh, these nonprofits are, you know, booked to capacity because some of the, of the staff are applying to grants and meeting with funders. And there's a lot of energy just to bring funding in when primarily we want to be focusing on the programs, right? We want to be helping the, uh, the folks on the ground level. And so I think RVC's strategic direction in making and uh, allowing itself to be a block grantor and really um, creating this model of unrestricted funding so that um, they can help these communities directly. Um, I wanna use that quote, if a person is an amazing carpenter, give them the fish so they can have the energy to build the houses as opposed to teaching them how to be uh, fishers. So it's really you know, giving them the resources they need to really be helping their communities as opposed to learning all these skills that they don't necessarily might want to learn or have to learn, but really focusing on what they're best at.
0: Mm. We are talking this morning with uh, Rainier Valley Corps, Soo Young Yun and uh, Jalei Sadravi. Jalei is the Development and Communications Manager, and Soo Young is a fellow at. I'm going to say this right. Families of color, Seattle. That's the That's nonprofit right. you've been placed at. And, and let's talk about some of those others if you're able to name uh, some of those other nonprofit groups in town that you've placed fellows at and maybe what their goals and visions are, what those uh, groups, you know, sort of let people hear what we're sure. talking about,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, of course. And so right now we have um, around eight partner organizations. Scott Green is one of them. Got Green is an environmental justice organization. Mm-hmm. Another one is the Ethiopian Community Center. Um, the East African Community Services, which Suyan can talk more about because he was actually um, spent some time working there last year. Mm-hmm. We also partnered with the Eritrean Association of Greater Seattle. Southeast Seattle Education Coalition, Horn of Africa Services, Rainier Beach Action Coalition, the Filipino Community of Seattle, and the Somali Community Services of Seattle. So those are our organizations right now that we're partnering with.
0: Yeah. What are some of their goals? I mean, pick one or two and say, oh, these guys focus on, I don't know, A or B or X or Y or Z. What are, the, what are some of their goals?
2: Yeah. Um, a lot of the community organizations do work um, surrounding education or... Um, supporting and um, building community with um, the elderly. Um,
1: Something that's really big right now is providing support, um, advocacy support. So with the new political um, situation that's happening, some of our communities are being affected by this. Um, Some in our Somali community and different areas like that because of the immigration ban and different policies, Um, there is concern from these communities, uh, you know, if, if they need to attain citizenship or where do they go to um, if they're having issues getting resources. And so a lot of these organizations provide that support, just mm-hmm. basic social service support, or they can point them in the direction of where they need to go.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after uh, Rainier Valley Corps has has. Gotten into and working with some of these smaller groups that have their own sort of dedicated mission. Um, what's the feedback, and how long does it take to say, "Yeah, I think this is working," or "I don't know how to do this still," or because uh, you're still kind of young yourselves, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're just two <laughs> so, years old. Yeah. Three years uh, old. <laughs> yeah. Just a, f- a couple of years old, and you know, you you got some lofty goals, and everybody can see, yeah, that's that's worth doing, and we're worth trying. How is, it, how is it working, or how do you measure yourselves after? <laughs> I guess that's what a board of directors does mm-hmm. when they get meetings. And s-
2: I, f- I feel like from my experience, uh, talking with the other fellows and the other nonprofits, um, it's definitely really awesome to have an extra hand or an extra person in the office doing some a lot of the administrative support. Um, but yeah, I like to see a direction in terms of the fellows um, coming together and really building their own um, you know leadership projects and that's one of the main goals of rbc is we often say you know we want to raise the next eds the future eds of, of color in seattle and so i'm um, really taking on leadership roles in these communities but also building trust with these communities first because you're not going to just place a fellow in it and have them be like okay now you want to take on this program yeah I mean, it's not that yeah
0: building trust so building so, community uh, mm-hmm. uh amongst uh, the, the hub, again, sort of like a web. you got to talk to each mm-hmm. other and work with each oh, other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I haven't done yet, you guys, is, is throwing out uh, how people can get in touch. If, if I'm making sense here and people right. say, I'm intrigued. So on the, the web, right, uh, just like it sounds, all spelled out, RainierValleyCore.org, right? Right. Right, I, and I guess on Facebook. Yeah, and you can also Twitter. find us
1: on Facebook okay. and Twitter. we even have an Instagram page, RVC Seattle.
2: RVC um, Seattle Instagram yeah. page, good. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can find families of color on Facebook and and That's right. what's we the have,
2: website? We have uh, FOC Seattle dot com. So. Uh, Families of Color Seattle abbreviated as FOLKS, so a lot of folks uh, affectionately refer to us as FOLKS. Mm -hmm. FOCSEattle.com, and we're also on Facebook as Families of Color Seattle, and we also have Twitter, uh, Families of Color.
0: And as I'm talking how people listening uh, are interested, how about room? most nonprofits have room for volunteers? Uh, Is this such specialty work that, ah, we need specialists, or, oh, come on down, I can find room for you, or do you need, I don't know, do you have a room yeah. for volunteers? And
2: <laughs> I could do a little shout-out right now. We're having our um, Folks Arts Fest 2017. This is going to be at Washington Hall June 4th, and it's going to be a celebration of artists of color, a gathering for children of all ages, and we're definitely looking for volunteers for that event. So if you're interested, please uh, check us out at our website.
0: That's focseattle.com. Mm-hmm. You guys having an art show?
2: Yeah. In uh, June. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. So it'll be like local performers. We'll have... Uh, magician there we'll have uh molly moon's ice cream is sponsoring that so thanks molly shout out to that <laughs> molly um, well
0: families of color seattle describe them a little more so it's it's uh an advocacy group or a peer support or
2: yeah the mission of families of color seattle is essentially to connect and build a community a loving community for our children that is racially and economically just and so a lot of the uh work that families of color does is to um we uh, build communities by having parent groups, uh, cultural arts classes, where teachers are coming from that culture itself, and we also do consulting work in uh, schools uh, in terms of education equity and really addressing the uh, racial gaps that we see in schools, where you know schools in Seattle and in the world in the America are more segregated than ever, and so we're really addressing a lot of the. Um, Uh, the the anti-racism that we need to fight for uh, and making sure that Seattle is an equitable place for all our children.
0: And, you know, he mentioned, I don't know what I heard in there, a lot of things, but also the wheels in my head spun and and I heard uh, legal advocacy is a necessary part of (laughs) this community that seems underrepresented and, uh, you know, in a lot of ways does, does Rainier Valley Corps Offer that kind of support, like legal work. Say, hey, you know, when a smaller group says we've run into trouble here, we can't seem to bust through here. Is there legal right. help too? We mm. don't.
1: We don't um, provide direct legal, legal support. We do partner with other organizations that do. Wayfind is an organization that provides legal support.
0: Um, so, is that a, a space where? Um, volunteers can, hey, we're a law firm, do pro bono work, we know immigration law, or et cetera, I don't know, is that something? Yeah,
1: if there there are immigration lawyers that would like to help, you can contact Rainier Valley Court, we will point you in the right direction. Um, If anybody has specialized services like that, or um, an expertise, um, if people have expertise around, you know, anything really, um, they can contact us, and we can we can find people who need that support.
2: Definitely. I'd love to see RBC and our community grow in terms of legal services and legal support. So if there mm-hmm. are lawyers and uh, legal experts, please. Right.
1: And again, we're not that. here to duplicate services. We're here to partner with organizations who are doing the work already. So we right. do have a lot of partners that do things like that already. So
0: Well now let's talk about partners and partnerships. That is a big part of what a nonprofit does. You you get into the community, you you like it is called You know, a community-based organization. So you have to organize people in the community. How easy is it, and necessary to get like the business community, the the local stores, the 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 maybe there is one lawyer on the block in this neighborhood, or one banker or something, uh, to get all those people on board with? Hey, you know, there's a group right here that that is doing what you're doing,
2: building communities and and I don't know, networking. Is that a big part of what you do? Absolutely. Um, our ED spends some, a lot of their time building partnerships with folks in the community. For example, I mentioned Molly Moon. That's been a, a really awesome and important uh, partnership that we've created in terms of...
0: Molly Moon, the ice
2: cream yeah. company? Oh, yeah, local... Mm-hmm. Molly's is doing a great job in terms of leading the way for living wages and um, creating equ- equitable work for folks in Seattle. And we created an awesome partnership with Families of Color Seattle and making sure that, um, you know, both of our, commu- our communities are thriving uh, in economically.
1: Right, and I think this is a great opportunity for organizations to connect with corporations or businesses, you know, because people are spending money in their communities and it's great if um, people are, or if businesses are able to give back and show their support. Um, I think especially with gentrification and things like that with new businesses coming in it'd be great if people could come together and talk and just find out you know what are the different cultures that are represented in the community um what are the needs of the community and i think that with supporting each other we could all benefit more from that
2: definitely
0: and uh, now i want to so we're talking folks this morning about uh empowering communities diverse voices uh rainier valley corps is is the group who does this uh with us today is Soo Young Yoon I, I mispronounced your name Soo Young Soo Young Yoon a mm-hmm. fellow at Families of Color Seattle and Jalay Sadravi she is the development and communications manager Rainier Valley Core online all spelled out rainiervalleycore.org and uh, Families of Color Seattle is online too so right focseattle.com mm-hmm. let's talk about executive directors and leadership and how you actually coach that and teach that that has to come from some experience right Mm. (laughs) so that must be a group of people that has to be well I don't know vetted or something in a research say yeah you really got your bona fides here teach us I mean Mm. where do those folks come from.
1: Well, actually, we just hired a new capacity building coach, and she has a lot of experience working with executive directors and board of directors. And so we are hoping that um, she just started actually this week. (laughs) This is a new area that we're focusing on providing a leadership coaching. And so she'll be meeting with our um, leaders, our executive directors, our community-based organization leaders once a month. And also um, individualized meetings, just providing that extra support, mm-hmm. helping them deal with any conflicts, helping them reach out to funders, you know, just doing work to help them achieve their mission.
2: Definitely. I wanted to add that um, one of the past fellows st- um, started a mentorship program, and we find uh, having a mentorship program is so key in terms of building leaders. We really want uh, these future leaders to. Get the you know hands-on direct experience working, whether it's a, through a shadow experience or just really um, being you know closely connected to the leaders, so that we get to have that like full-on experience of what it takes to run an organization. So
0: this is somebody who has a lot of experience that you can be in constant contact with and say, right. or either says to you or lets you ask questions. How is this working? Are you have you learned how to do this? You know whether it's. Right operations, whether it's manage money, whether it's manage people, et cetera, uh, mm-hmm. put ideas. So it's just the, an experienced person that you can be. Inst-
1: right. We we, part, we pair them up with whatever their specialization is. So we have someone who's um, focusing on operations for their organization. So we paired them up with an operations director. We've if someone's a program director, we try to pair them up with a program director. So if there are, is anyone listening who has experience in a specialized field, a nonprofit or in a corporate area, and would like to be a mentor to a young person of color, uh, please contact us. You can go to our website as well and mm-hmm. sign up there.
0: Now, uh, while we're doing this contacting stuff, I also noticed you got an email uh, address right on your website, and I'll give that out too so people can get their pencils ready. Info, that's mm-hmm. pretty easy, right? Info at rainiervalleycore.org, right? Yes. Yeah, and email you in just with an actual specific right. question. Right. Um, so we're going to mm. run out of time before too long. I want to make sure I get to a couple more things. Uh, the future, uh, hope for the future. Small groups like this, group, uh, neighborhoods of color. Um, there's a lot of tension, like you said, in, since the last election. Mm-hmm. And nationally, we've seen a lot of people all of a sudden get active that <laughs> seemingly were silent over the election season that thought, mm. how did this happen? That for those folks who take that point of view have you seen an, an uptick of activity and enthusiasm since rainer valley core has been around and and gotten into the, these smaller communities
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah.
1: Um, definitely this is again this is not just an opportunity for people of color to come together but all people you know we have our um Anyone can be involved. We've had a lot of volunteers who've been very dedicated to this. And most recently, we had a really awesome event. It was just an advocacy and solidarity event where we all came together and wrote postcards and letters to our elected officials. You know, whatever your political views are, you can come and you can share your opinion. You can share your stories. Some people have been affected by the travel ban that was placed Mm -hmm. on the seven different countries. And so they wrote those stories. They shared them and they sent them in. But it was just a chance for us to get together and be a community and not worry about, you know, what our differing opinions are. So I think RBC is good at creating that kind of space. Definitely. And,
0: and have we left anything out of the conversation that you really wanted to make sure that the listeners heard today, or maybe it's something you want to say a second time that they take home and, that you know, really remember from the – because we're, we're going to run okay. up against it here in a second. What do you think? I mean, is there is there a main thing we left out?
2: I want to say if you want to help and you want to support um, communities – of color especially marginalized folks that's anyone from immigrants refugees queer trans folks um, please reach out and we would more than welcome to build community with you
1: yeah and you can feel, always feel free to donate slash donate um, and you can find us and contact us and look up our events and, and come and be a part of our group
0: Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. Great way to wrap it up on well, the positive and get involved with the communities here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Su Young Yoon and Jaleh Sadravi from Rainier Valley Corps have been with us today. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And thanks for all that Rainier Valley Corps is doing to encourage more voices in promoting social justice here in Seattle. Thanks for being here. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.